Jay Garnett here. Thank you so much for listening in on my podcast, This Old Thing. I'm really so touched that you've all tuned in. Thank you. I'm a stylist, fashion editor and lifelong thrifter. And when working on fashion shoots, I've always used vintage charity shop pieces too, helping bring secondhand into the mainstream. I'm doing this podcast because I've always loved the rummaging and discovering that goes into secondhand. But now it means more to me than ever. As we know, the fashion industry has a huge environmental impact. The apparel and footwear industry accounts for more greenhouse gas emissions than all flights and shipping combined, which is a really shocking statistic. But which is why I've been senior fashion advisor for Oxfam for the last five years, to try and inspire more people to look great in second hand. We need to do our bit to stop creating so much waste. So I wanted to ask my great guests, my brilliant guests, how they do it and pick up some great tips and learn more about them along the way. And in each episode, I'll go on a thrift mission to find my guest something from the Oxfam online store website. By the way, really, really good. Definitely worth checking out, which I will then post on my Instagram. There was never any doubt in my mind who I wanted my first guest to be. Chloe Sevigny. Here's what we talked about when we caught up earlier this week. Chloe Sevigny, the one and only. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm totally honoured to have you. Um, you, I just have to say this, Chloe. I'm going to just start. I'm not even going to let you get a word in edgeways. I'm too excited. But the first time I ever saw Chloe Sevigny was in New York. Chloe, you won't remember this, but I went to this party in New York in 1995 and I was really intimidated because I'd just come from London and everyone was so sophisticated at this downtown party. And I looked over at the sofa and there was Chloe smoking a cigarette, looking so insanely stylish and cool. And she had her legs crossed. And you won't remember this, Chloe, but you were wearing a pair of high-heeled pumps, the chicest shoes, and you tied a red ribbon bow around mm-hmm. your foot do you remember mm. that night <laughs> Sorry. i generally remember nights and or days by outfits yes. um so i might need a little bit more than just the shoe <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but i do remember i probably found a shoe that i liked that were too big so the ribbon was maybe meant to keep them on because I did that also with rubber bands. Like, remember, and then Helmut Lang did it. I used to put rubber bands around my shoes, around my pumps, around my Margiela boots, my tabbies. So maybe the ribbon was like a nighttime version of a rubber band. I love that. Well, for <laughs> my version of it was it was just style, baby. It was just like so stylish. And I just want, I've seen some photos of you when you're really young, seven or eight, and you're in Connecticut and you look amazing and dressing up. Just tell me, you did you always love dressing up? I did. I think I, I like to say that I came out of the womb dressing up, straight out of the womb, ready, out the gate. My mom really encouraged it. She had like a trunk full of old clothes that she'd acquired, either that were hers or, you know, she got at thrift stores. And, and so she really encouraged like dress up as a play time thing for me. And I really didn't need to be entertained by like TV or books or her or even other friends. Like I would just be fine for hours on end, like 
putting together looks, <laughs> outfits, and playing make-believe and running around in the yard. And I had like a forsythia bush in the front yard. And this all sounds very idyllic. And, you know, I was very lucky to grow up in this sort of environment. And just like being out in the yard, like all day long in these outfits or in my room. And so I think that I have her to thank for really like instilling imagination and, you know, inspiration through garments. My mom and dad were both innately stylish, but I didn't really have a lot of exposure to things growing up where we grew up. I mean, it was a, a really nice town, but everybody was very preppy and conservative. And I mean, I would come into the city with my dad for work days, you know, like a couple times a year, but my mom didn't have magazines in the house. Like I didn't see a lot of images of beautiful women. The only images I'd see were on my father's records. So like looking at like, you know, Mary and Faithful, like Broken Ninja's English or like Blondie records, those to me were like the the first like images of like beautiful women or stylish women were like these record albums or even like Stones and seeing them in their crazy outfits. And like, so rock and roll really played into like my aesthetic and learning what style and beauty was. Wow. I mean, they're pretty powerful images, you know, yeah. if you're gonna, your dad was very stylish, wasn't he? I mean, you just said that, but I feel like your dad um, I know your dad, your dad died in 95, Chloe? Uh, yes, yeah. Um, but I feel like he was super kind of into the arts and artistic. and it, He was, he was a bit, you know, he was a bit forward for where we grew up and, you know, more intellectual. And he wore this like scratchy pink sweater. I think he might have gotten it around when I was born, um, be, being the daughter in the pink, yeah. And yeah, I always like just think of like that, sweater and him and yeah it's a very strong memory in my head but he was also a, a marine and then I think that put a, gave a lot of influence into like the pride he took into the way that he looked and he was tall and very elegant and and but he was very into like sock suspenders and trench coats and hats and kind of wow. traditionalist in the sense that like he really he went for it like spring it was seersucker suits and you know wow. and bucks and you know things like that yeah whereas my mom where my mom was more kind of like earthy but when she got dressed up she would dress up and you know wear like the Hermes scarf that she had like two of you know <laughs> and wow. it was it was very it was very I don't know it was really elegant they were an elegant couple it's really yeah I was lucky yeah, yeah I mean yeah. your mom is oh super elegant I'm, I'm sure but they were both very thrifty and so they also like instilled that my mom was very like frugal so they instilled this frugalness in me and my mom you know she was like toast the crackers when they were stale frugal and so that um, then extended into like how we shopped for clothing do you remember going thrifting for the first time do you remember like I don't really remember the first time, but I remember the spaces. Like, I remember they were, like, more like the church run, not the big Salvation Armies, but we'd go for the, to, like, the little, like, more church run ones in town. There was one called, like, the Yellow Balloon, and, <laughs> and there was, like, the DCA, like, a community one. And I remember very much, like, the smells and the environments, um, but I don't remember, like, at what age. I probably started going really young because all of our clothes were from there. Uh, we would get to go, like, back to school shopping and get, like, a couple new things a year. But mostly, like, yeah, it was from thrifts. And I remember she, my mom was really into fabric and she really instilled, like, kind of how to pick out, you know, the the quality pieces 
from more of the, you know, the pieces that were that, you know, were more, I don't know, not whatever fast fashion was then, you know, because she was not into polyester. She was not into synthetics, you know, she was more of a purist. But, but then also like all the girls in town would have like Laura Ashley dresses and we would go hunting at the thrifts for the old Laura Ashley's for me to wear to like the dances and stuff. So I like learned to like kind of scan racks looking for patterns that I knew were hers or the cottons that I knew were hers. So it's like, I almost like, cause I have a very regimented way that I thrift. And like, if I'm looking for something specific, I can just scan a rack, like go through really fast and see the fabric, see a pattern, see something. And I can almost know what it is. Do you know what I mean? And I think that came from like her and me like, oh my God, I need to be in a Laura Ashley dress also, but my mom can't afford to buy me one. So I have to find one here at the strip shop. <laughs> so I'm be like, <laughs> so zero in on that. But that's why you're so darn good because that's what it takes to be a good, to be a thinking thrifter. Do you know what I mean yeah. though? You've got to like, yeah. you've got to know what you're looking for and you've got to be quick and sort of yeah. on it. I mean, I can walk into a vintage store and just look around and know there's nothing in there for me. Not so we, even look on a rack. We are kindred spirits. I'm the same as you. I am the same as But I like a very curated vintage. I mean, now thrift vintage, it's hard. To, I mean, thrifting is much harder to find stuff, I find, in America. I don't know what the environment is over there. But over here, it's mostly like Old Navy and more of these disposable brands. It's not like when I was younger, how you could find like you know, all these great, you know, gems, you know? So yeah, but I, but I love a, a well-curated vintage store who are specific to a certain period, or you can see they have a certain period here and another period there. And, you know, then I know which racks to go to. Which two pieces out of your whole wardrobe would you never throw out? Well, I have my first communion dress. <laughs> uh, I mean, I have so much of my, I mean, from my childhood on, I still have so much. I don't know if I'd ever be able to narrow it down to only two because I am such a hoarder when it comes to clothing. I still have so many pieces like dresses that, you know, I still have like, of my significant relationships with men, I still have all the outfits I wore on the first dates. No. Yes, like weirdo style. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, oh my God. So do you remember what you wore on the first? Really? And is that really perfect? Like with Matt, remember Matthew, my boyfriend for a long time? Well, long air, day, course, airy yeah. weapons, Matt. Yeah, airy weapons, Matt. Yeah, like I remember like we were at spa and we were on the I dance floor. I was there floor, that night. And I was it. wearing like a DKNY like jumpsuit that I'd gotten at a thrift. And, wow. and like these knee high boots and I still have that jumpsuit and I had like an old like Lynx, I know we shouldn't wear fur now, Lynx like chubby, like that, that was like from Bergdorf that I'd also gotten at the thrift and I still have that. Cause those two pieces I were like very, I really associate with like him and that period. And remember yeah. that like cotton black kind of pilgrimy, it was like a seventies peasant dress that I wore on you and my brother's birthday, 4th of July when I made when I made all the English, and I made all the English people clean up after. Oh my God, can I just say something off the record? I'm really sorry about that party. <laughs> no, I love that party, but I still have that dress. Like, I don't but know I I have so dress. many pieces. And it was so scary. You were fierce in that dress, like beautiful. You come out of the house in your black dress. And I was like, oh God, Clara, I brought all, these, I brought all these people to your house. I'm sorry. Well, all did. 
But um, yeah, I remember that dress. In fact, I think I have some photographs. I mean, I just, gosh, it's funny because whenever I see, you know, you're just, you always just look brilliant in whatever you wear, you know, right? I love that. I've seen pictures of you in like, like that flying jacket and then you're, you know, you've got so many great vintage pieces apart from, you've just got- Yeah, I have like a little, like a little like baseball jersey jacket that I painted the slits on in the back in white paint. I don't think I'd ever get rid of that. Like, you know, so I think that's one piece I probably would never get, but like that sporty, you know, but also then putting the slits on the back, like- it was very of that period. And I don't think I would ever get rid of that because it's customized and yeah, but yeah, things like that. I attach, yeah, I attach so much, you know, sense memory to, to garments and, and I can just like go to storage and spend hours like looking at them and thinking about different periods and people and all of that. So. It's almost like that circle. It's like you start by having this amazing wardrobe or wearing this outfit that's so stylish and and that kind of you can you hold on to that. It's not throw. Yeah. It's the opposite of throwaway, is what I mean. I, I, yeah. I say, and I do. I do have a lot of friends that work in fashion, and I know like how insane the calendar is and the turnover and like you know. But these people do put a lot of th- thought and stuff into it, and I do think that fashion isn't as frivolous as sometimes people dismiss it to being. You know. Yeah. I, I agree. And do you, because of the environment, do you, does, has that affected you, the climate crisis, the climate crisis in terms of... I mean, always. That's another thing, like, I thank my mother for instilling in me, you know, and, and having grown up, you know, in close proximity to... I mean, it was the suburbs, but it was still, you know, nature. And um, I did, like, beach cleanup crew, you know, when I was, like, starting age, like, six. And, you know, just, like, thinking about the environment and the impact and, and my mother recycled and, you know, we had a garden I thought about where things came from and, and um, we never really threw stuff away. So I've always been into that. And then, you know, I started doing acid. So it became like a hippie kid and, and then that became cemented in my psyche. Uh, uh, just respecting the earth and, you know, and the gifts that it gives us and, um, you know, I've struggled with, you know, some companies that I've worked with and, and, and their impact or, you know, what they advertise. And, um, but, you know, now we're all thinking about, you know, how we acquire stuff or why we do even, which is even more important. Like, I feel like that when I, you know, when I was single and I was going out at night, I was like, I need something new to feel sexy or I need this to feel good or like, if I get this shoe, I'm going to feel better about myself. And I'll still obsess over items and think once it arrives, it's going to alter my entire wardrobe and everything's going to look different and I'm going to be fresher and I'm going to be cooler. And I'm, I'm going to be younger. I, yeah, everything. So I think we really have to start thinking about why we need those things. And so I remember about like 10 years ago, I would start, I would go on periods where I wouldn't buy anything new for six months. Wow. I did find a certain loophole. <laughs> not anything new but anything even new vintage like I just wouldn't get you know I would do like once in a while do a loophole where I'd go to like Wasteland in LA which is one of my favorite secondhand stores is more consignment yeah and I would consign and then I would say whatever I got that time in the consignment I could get something new at the store at the vintage store you know what I mean so it was like a turnover 
Yeah, that's still that's a, that's a good loophole. That's an acceptable <laughs> loophole. Because you're still getting something that you didn't have. I before. know. But I, I know. would really keep those really limited. That would just be like when I was really desperate, and usually happened when I was in LA because I would be I would have a lot more time on my hands, and and I would get very lonely and depressed when I didn't have things to do. So I needed that also like just to fulfill that sort of void. So why do we need that? You know, why aren't I doing something else with my time? But I would kind of give myself a break and say that like that thrill of the hunt, the dopamine that that releases for me. And just like my love of garments and the craft and like, like looking through things. It's like, I wouldn't equate it to like going to a museum and looking at art, but there's just like, there's so much visual information I get when I'm going through a rack that's just like really like being on drugs, you know what I mean? <laughs> or it's very satisfying. Like I can like look at something and know who made it, you know what I mean? Before even looking at the label or then like, and then I would see a label and be like, oh, do I like this more because it's this label? You know, would I buy this? It was a different label and just like, all the kind of exercise that <laughs> that goes with thrifting or vintage shopping, which is which is another reason why I love it because it's so such a mishmash. Whereas when yeah. you go to a new store, a designer store, it's all the same thing. It's all coming from the same place, and you know what it is already. Whereas when you're vintage or thrifting, it's like there's so much more room for surprise. The element of surprise is within every every garment, every every flip. You know, you're not having racks of the same thing it's so true i mean i'm so with you and i i know exactly what you mean that thing of a rail just scanning it and going down it and then sort of knowing what you love and and then knowing exactly its context and it just being totally sort of absorbing chloe you are a style icon which is a fact (laughs) um you've had incredible accolades by you know very stylish of my people. How does that make you feel? I mean, happy, pressured, or don't care, or is it a nice thing? I mean, just tell me, is that something? I mean, I guess it was, I mean, it was a nice thing when I was younger. It's been really good for me as far as like monetary gains, because in in my career as an actress, I've always kind of tried to keep it, I mean, I don't want to say pure, but like I, the choices that I've made have not been very fruitful as far as, you know, um, making a living necessarily so being praised by the fashion world has helped me you know work with people in that world that i really admire and also you know take their dirty money and run but um (laughs) no it's nice it's nice and i feel like girls like that admire my style and can discover my work and now i'm directing and you know i got to direct a short film with Mew Mew and that came out of my relationship with Mucha Prada when I, you know, did the Mew Mew campaign. I don't think of myself as like any sort of cookie cutter type of beauty. So hopefully I can inspire girls that maybe think of themselves as, you know, not, you know, the Kate Mosses of the world, but yeah. whatever we, we are. I don't know. Yeah, mate, but tell me about directing the Kitty and tell me, do you love directing? I do. I do. It's so, um, immersive and I love like troubleshooting and you know having this or the other thing and decision making and then having to think on your toes and and just like getting to you know complete a whole screen visually from the garments to the production design to the faces to the gestures you know all of that is like it's just so fun and addictive and I can't wait to do more of it I had a, I have a new film 
called White Echo that's going to be playing on Criterion um, in October. I've also like been on so many sets since I was 19 years old with so many people and observed. I was always very observant and, you know, even, and then even like being on set with you or different stylists and the way that they talk to actors or, you know, or, or me and, and, you know, working with you and how you would collaborate with me and, you know, or, or putting my trust in you and letting you dress me because, and then finding a new thing about myself because I put my trust in you, you know, like, oh, I can actually look good in this shape or something, whereas I wouldn't necessarily think to do it myself, like those sorts of things. You have, you have scoliosis, right? Or you had scoliosis, you had something with your back. I do, I do. I have a slight curvature. Yeah, I'd probably be a couple, couple inches taller. Yeah, but it, does it affect, does, has, did it affect the way you dressed or anything? Did it, was it something that was an issue ever or not? I think it instilled more insecurity. I remember I had a boyfriend who said when I get really drunk, I would cry about being crooked. I'm so crooked. Really? Um, oh. <laughs> so my hips are very like, one leg is kind of higher than the other. And I can see it like on screen when there's like a wide shot of me walking. I'm like, eh, ah, eh, ah, eh, ah. you know, I like, like, <laughs> I've seen walk. the way you walk. I think the way you walk is stylish too. <laughs> You know what I say? You're more recognizable by your gait than your face because people can recognize you from a further distance. It's so true. Try, I try, I would, oh, on wardrobes, like they'd have to cut my, all my skirts and dresses like on an angle. Really? Yeah. So I guess that's more a pain in the ass for wardrobe than for me. And with, with other movies that you're not directing, you know, a movie where you've signed up to be in the movie, do you get, yeah. do you get, do they ask you about the wardrobe or do you just sort of enjoy sort of turning up in a way and being like, okay, this is what I'm wearing and I'm going to figure out. You know, the it's character. the same kind of like yeah. with fashion, where it's like, if it's a stylist that I know and respect, I'm so happy to turn myself over to them and mm. like, you know, and give them their input if they, if they ask for it. But mm. if I'm really in like Casey um, Storm, who did like the David Fincher movie, Zodiac, like I just love him as a costume designer and you know, he works with Spike Jones and like, and we also did like a BC boys video. And like, I was like, showed up, I was like, you can put whatever you want on me, you know what I mean? Wow. Cause I trust him or like, if I'm working with you or like Jane Ho or Melanie Ward or like, you know. Thanks for including uh, me. That was very <laughs> sweet. <laughs> you know what I mean though. You're like, I know you what you mean. People, you want those people to dress you. But there are other people that maybe I will be less secure about where then I feel like, oh, I need to take care of myself more in this situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it must be kind of weird for you to work with a stylist who, let's say a stylist that's a... that isn't very stylish or that you yeah. feel or is a bit naff or I, I'm trying to think of not a horribly snobby way of putting it, but <laughs> you know what I mean? It would be a bit like, oh, it's hard God. to feel more stylish than a stylist. Yeah. Be a total asshole. <laughs> you are. Sorry, I keep gushing. Chloe, you are. You're the most stylish of them all. Um, You're crazy. Oh, that's true. Do you have any thoughts? It's funny, in lockdown, I had this sort of thing. I was like, oh my God, fashion is kind of over. Like, not fashion, <laughs> it's, I mean, not fashion itself, but this, mm-hmm. the power of the branding and of the kind of, in a way, the thing of being told what to wear, what to what to wear and the, the power of advertising and marketing. I sort of feel like it's, it's kind of fallen away oddly. Yeah. I thought that was very interesting when I, when I look at like, like, yeah, either you like, feel like people that. were putting, 
Yeah, it all way. feels a bit like what you English people would say, naff. It feels really tacky. It doesn't feel yes. appropriate. It's not the right time. Like, I don't know how you show things. Oh, I did. I have to go back to one thing about movies. Sorry. And that is that I watched Gummo and I was obsessed <laughs> with the costumes in that movie because they are genius. Mm-hmm. And Chloe, you were the costume, should I say, designer. And sure, yeah. they were absolutely brilliant. And they were brilliant. It was the first time I've seen a film where the clothes were actually properly dirty and yeah. brilliant for that. They were just, they were just, the co- I just thought the costumes were brilliant. Did you go to thrift stores and you did the wardrobes from thrift stores, right? I think I read that somewhere. I did. You know, I had thought that that's what I wanted to do before I was an actress, became an actress fully, you know, was to do costume design because I wanted to, you know, uh, meld my love of, of clothes and film and I wasn't sure that acting really was 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 going to be for me. And I was dating Harmony at the time, and he was making gummo. And and I was like, I kind of pitched myself for him, you know. And I I was I'm going to be down there anyways, you know. And um, and he was into the idea. So like, luckily he gave me that opportunity, and we went down to Nashville. And there are like these thrift stores down there that are like supermarkets. They're supermarkets turned into thrift stores where you get like a, a grocery cart and you just like wheel around. <laughs> and, and, and amazing and, stuff, like old grimy sweatshirts with cats on, all that amazing. amazing. I mean, yeah. we did we did age some stuff. It was kind of done really respectfully of what those characters would have been. I just thought it was really clever. Yeah, there was also a lot of it already in the script. Like Harmony was very specific in his writing. Was it was very he? specific. So I have to give him a lot of the credit. But like those bunny ears... I made myself on my sewing machine. I still have them. They're in my storage. And like, I couldn't find like the proper wiring to put in them. So it's like made out of old coat hangers and like duct tape. It's, they're wow. pretty janky. I love that really, you kept it all We clearly. only had one pair of them. And yeah, so, but yeah. And tell me your favorite style decade, if you had to choose. I mean, I think, well, the way the kids now that like were born in the 90s are obsessed with 90s, I think because I'm obsessed with 70s because I was born in the 70s and just kind of missed it. And just like the fun that they got to have in the 70s and the cool and like how things were so new. And um, so so I think, but I will say also 90s Margiela is where it's at. Yeah, you you love that. I, love I don't really understand. Mar- if there was like one specific, really, you never had a Margiela. I, I love thing. it, but I don't. I don't relate to it personally. I admire it. If I could like only wear that and nothing else, because so much of it was also repurposed. You know, he worked. He, he reworked so many like antique garments, like all of those things. Like when there's like two vintage dresses, like cut down the middle and then sew back together. Like oh, that's like Incredible. my wet wet dream. He had. He had an exhibition in Paris. Oh, yeah, I saw I that. I saw oh, that. Oh, but it yeah. was mind-blowing. It was yeah, like, it was you great. are a genius. Yeah. yeah. Well, I would love to wear Margiela and do it, but I just, it's just not me. Do you know right. what I mean? I feel like you look but nice in those, like, trench coats with the little, like, puff sleeve, the Edwardian. Oh, that would be cute. But you don't really do that. But, really you, would do look, that, but... you would look nice in that. <laughs> oh, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> But you look killer in Margiela. Like you get Margiela. I know you get Margiela. So. But as as far as a period, yeah, I would say seventies for sure. Yeah, yeah. And okay, difficult one. But your style pinup. One person in the world. I'm sorry, it's really hard that. But it's one person, please. 
<laughs> one person please God, so hard i mean maybe debbie yeah maybe deb's deb's yeah <laughs> i mean yeah. all those images of debbie harry in the denim i mean in the sprouse exactly. dresses like it's cool it's nonchalant it's sexy it's like it's like all it's kind of unbeatable isn't it? it really and i mean plus her face and you know she's oh. And the voice, and she's like the whole package. She's the whole deal. Yeah. I mean, and you just can't, you just can't, when you look at pictures of her from the 70s, like you just can't stop looking at her. She's too good to be true. Yeah. Everything. The eye makeup, the like, the hair. She's just, it's just, there's just so much eye candy. So I love that. (laughs) And if you could raid anyone's closet, who would it be? I could raid anyone's, I don't know, who owns the most Margiela? I love it. I thought that's the question answered. I love that. I love that, Chloe. And then your favorite jeans that you own? My favorite? Well, right now, post baby, I just bought, there's this vintage store in in New York called Ritual and she has an Instagram and online. She has really good denim. And I bought these like vintage Levi's with all these patches, kind of a node back to my hippie dumb, but also a bit like 70s cool and like... They sound amazing. Because I was like, I was only living in in, um, Norma Kamali stretch pants. And I was like, I can't wear another, you know, stretch pant another day of my life or I kill myself. So (laughs) I had to go for the like, you know, the large waisted, yeah, vintage Levi's. I bet they look look killer on you. They're pretty cute, I guess. I was pretty happy. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look for some paparazzi pictures of you. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna do that. Okay, I'm gonna stalk you for those. I want to see them. And um, if you could have invented one item of clothing, what would it have been? I remember Yves Saint Laurent said he would have loved to have invented denim, and mm. Karl Lagerfeld said he would have loved to have invented the white shirt. So you know, mm. those are still up for grabs. But I thought they were great <laughs> answers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I can invent one item of clothing. I mean, I guess maybe a blazer. Yeah, the great one. Yeah. Jealous. That's such a good one. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Is it like a good blazer? Because I remember like buying like, you know, at the first store, like little like Brooks Brothers for boys blazers and wearing those when I was young. There's like so many photos of me in those and just like how would just like pull together like any outfit, just throw a blazer on it and you're like good to go. So if you have the right, if you have the right place, it can go a long way. No, but, but you're right. You're good to go. It's just cool and it yeah. looks smart and it's just, yeah, it's just yeah. stylish, right? Yeah. First of all. Chloe, I would love to know your best thrift tip. I'd love to know your best thrift tip, please, Chloe. I would say sometimes you like are too lazy to try stuff on, but I would say take the time to try stuff on and also if you're questioning whether or not to get it, you're going to go back, get it now because it'll be gone. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. It's kind of the opposite of the safety of sleep on it. Sleep no, on it. not with a oh. thrift though. It's always gone. You always go back yeah. and it's gone. But you might find it again somewhere else later down the line and that's happened to yeah. Exactly. I had that in New York. I was so pissed off, Chloe. I gave this, I had this amazing star vest, like pink and black, very new wave. Yes. And I got it from a thrift store. And then I gave it away in that thing where you start kind of slightly punishing yourself and thinking that you have to get rid of everything you like. Yeah. And give it back to this, you know, and I did that. And Tabitha Simmons, 
was wearing it like wow. a month later. Wow, funny, just devastating. Yeah. <laughs> And also, it looks so much better on her. <laughs> Stop. Um, and then tell me, I'm going to try and find you. What, is there, what are you looking for? Is there anything that you're looking for at the moment, like specifically? Because I'm going to go to the Oxfam website and just see if oh. I can find something that Other might match it. The 90s Margiela. I am looking for a good. Oh. I'm looking for a good, like oversized cardigan for when for the okay. fall. Like, cause okay, I, I feel like all of mine have kind of like, I don't know what happened to mine. Like either, I don't know, like, what are your good, like wool brands, but like either wool or wool cashmere blends, like oversized, okay. maybe with the pocket so I can shove my hands in when I'm feeling a little nervous. Oh, I think I have one in mind. <laughs> oh, great. Do you mind, do you mind alpaca? Like, do you like that kind of alpaca thing? Uh, does it shed a lot alpaca? Isn't there the trick no, where you're supposed, to put, it it in, it you're supposed to put it in the freezer? Okay, well, listen, I'm going to like, just see what I, let's see. Let's just watch this space. A nice Cardi. Yeah, no, I'm going to get you a nice Cardi. I okay. like that. And then really, like three quick fire questions. And that is denim or leather? Denim. Yeah. Preppy style or rock and roll? Mm, preppy. <gasps> okay. Sorry. Leather or rock and roll can go so wrong. Oh, it can go so wrong. And at least preppy you know is just like a uniform. Chloe, we could spend a whole podcast talking about how rock and roll can go so wrong. Can we? Yeah. We could. Leopard or floral? Oh, I got to go with floral. Actually, I saw these Liberty print dresses at Mew Mew the other day. I, I, I wrote them a little note. Oh my gosh. Do you know what I'm getting? What, what, wouldn't you like? Honestly, oh, anything Liberty. Amazing. I'm down. And also I have one other question, and that is what outfit do you remember wearing really specifically when you wanted to make an impact? I'm mean, like, you've saved yeah. all your first date ones, but for an impact, is there one that just stands out where you were like, I am, I am just gonna kill it with this outfit? Um, I'm sorry, because you do that all the time. It's a really hard question. I mean, there was always the like auditions where you're dressing the part, where you kind of like do a hint of the character. Um, which is like a very yeah. actressy thing to do. But I, I guess I really like remember when I went to meet with the creators for Big Love, a show I did on HBO for years, and like kind of doing a hint of this like kind yeah. of Mormon-y thing, which was easy for me because I loved, you know, that style. Um, so feeling like, oh, I'm really going to get this part because I can like show them this side through my garments, you know, which is part of the reason why I love acting and wardrobe and clothes the powers that it can give you and do you think that that did? i think they wanted i mean do you think that oh my god and bloodline oh my god uh, chloe i'm sorry to digress but i oh, was thank so you. obsessed i love bloodline. that ben mendelssohn and tell me what do you have in store for directing or are there like projects that you know that you're doing you i did a show with hbo and sky um, directed by Luca Guadagnino, who did Call Me By Your Name and Bigger Splash. And, and he wrote and directed an eight-episode eight series. Um, and I play the mother of a young boy who's kind of questioning his gender and his sexuality. And we live on an army base in Italy, and I'm a colonel. <laughs> Chloe, that sounds amazing. I mean, that sounds amazing. Oh, you bet. I am so watching that. Okay, I can't wait to watch that. Um, 
Okay, I am going to say, Chloe Savigny, thank you so much. And thank you for all the work you're doing for thrifting over there and all your work with Oxfam. I'm really like impressed and, and I think it's really great. Thank you so much. I just loved that so much. And you are just the most stylish person in the world. I, I'm officially saying that on my podcast and that will not be said to anyone else. I probably shouldn't say that. Thank you everyone for listening. Please subscribe and leave us a review. And if you want to tell me anything or feedback on the podcast or your own thrift, thrift tips or ask me anything, please jump on my Instagram, Bay Garnet, and I'd love to hear from you. And please even suggest future guests that you may want to hear from. Anything you'd like to say, I'd just love to hear. Um, I'd love to hear what you have to say. And Chloe, thank you. 